You obviously know Kung Fu. Hey, this is Joe Ravello, Kenpo Joe, and we're here at the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. <laughs> Let's kick it. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. <laughs> What's up, Poison Clan? I have arrived here in New York City, Times Square, for the Urban Action Showcase and Expo. Thank you to Demetrius Angelo for having the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast as the official podcast of the Saturday Afternoon Kung Fu Theater. Unfortunately, I don't actually think I'm going to be able to watch any of the Kung Fu Theater because I'm going to be at the table. But the energy in this place is amazing. So many cool people from the martial arts and entertainment field. Uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to as many people as I can. Uh, Hopefully, they'll have some time to sit down and chat with me. But I've seen the Blade Brotherhood here walking around with their swords and their trench coats to celebrate Blade's 20th anniversary and the Dragon 45th anniversary. So many cool things going on. Stunt people, actors, choreographers all over the place. Check out their page, Urban Action Showcase on Instagram, uh, Urban Action Fest on Twitter, and uh, take a look and make sure you can come out next year to join us for all of the action. So we are here at the Urban Action Showcase and Expo, and joining me now is Joe Ribello, known as Kenpo Joe. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for joining the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Well, Jeff, thank you for having the podcast to begin with. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge martial arts fan. Uh, been involved in martial arts now. Uh, October 3rd made 50 years into martial arts, half a century, uh, 40 years teaching. Uh, I've got instructors of black belt certification in 23 martial arts, Jeff. Ooh. Chinese, Okinawan, Japanese, Korean, Filipino, Indonesian, American martial arts. Uh, been very blessed, very fortunate. And uh, you were talking about one of my favorite topics, Kung Fu and the martial arts in general, so this is easy. <laughs> now, um, you've obviously been doing this a long time, 50 years. Yes, sir, half a century. That's incredible. I just started martial arts, so I'm completely new to, to the uh, physical aspect of it, though I've been a fan for a very long time. Uh, what, what advice would you have for me as an old man uh, starting martial arts? Well, Jeff, I don't know how old you are. My oldest student is 96 years wow. old. So if, you, if you're in that neighborhood, maybe, uh, you know. <laughs> but uh, I, you don't seem to look that that particularly old. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. But um, I, the first thing I always tell people, do it. You know, people say, well, what do you do for a living? I teach martial arts. They go, yeah, but what do you do for a living? <laughs> and I go, I teach martial arts. I do what I love. I love what I do. And guess what? I get to do it for a living. Yeah. Yeehaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's half the battle. Uh, so you've been teaching for how 40 long? Years. 40 years. 40 years, yes. And what do you teach specifically? I teach Ed Parker's American Kempo Karate. I worked for Mr. Parker from 1983 till his death in 1990, as well as many of his top black belts, first-generation black belts. Uh, I have my. Uh, I also teach David German's Thai. David, I can actually say that I was taught by the men who gave Elvis Presley and Wayne Newton their black belts. Wow. And... Um, <laughs> David German was, uh, he, he was one of the pioneers of MMA in this country. Okay. Matter of fact, the Gracies took several of his ideas from his tournaments to use in the UFC in its infancy. Uh, if you ever saw the boxer with only one glove and people, he's a boxer, why didn't he wear two gloves? Because David German's mindset in his tournaments was, if the guy wanted to grapple, at least he had a free hand that he could. So they took the, they, they, they thought, oh, that's a great yeah. idea, let's take it. Uh, again, uh, 
at Parker's American Campo, yeah. David German's Thai, Praying Mantis Kung Fu. I teach six harmony, seven star, eight step mantis. I am a member of the real Wu-Tang clan uh, <laughs> from Wu-Tang from uh, uh, Taipei, Taiwan, wow. where Master Yang Chao Liu and Master Jason Zhou and his student Ed Jada, where I trained with in Massachusetts at uh, then SMU. People go, Southern Methodist University? No, Southeastern Massachusetts University. <laughs> okay. So what about the martial arts has kept you in it so long? It's fun. You know, Is it? You know, Jeff, the way I started martial arts, I was six years old. I was doing fast. I was seven. I was doing fast on host play when my dad hit me with karate shop and dropped me. And I look up and I go, who's that? He goes, that's karate. I'm like, what's karate? So he starts explaining it to me. And he was trained with a guy, Dave Schuster, in New Bedford, Massachusetts at the house of Oyama. I mean, Masayama killed bulls with his bare hands. There were no women in that class. There were definitely no kids. Right. So he would teach me on the slide, teach me little things here and there. And then when I was 12, I got involved with the United Studios of Self-Defense that was created by Fred Villari in uh, Kempo. And uh, got to learn that system, which was based on a gentleman, Sonny Gascon, uh, Fred Vill uh, and uh, again, uh, George Passari from Rhode Island, and Nick Sirio. It's that whole lineage. So um, got involved in Kempo, loved Kempo. You know, I always jokingly say, Kempo, how to rip, gouge, maim, and mutilate for fun and profit. <laughs> but uh, I was fascinated with martial arts. And at the time, I didn't know it as a small child growing up that um, I had a photographic memory. And wow. I had a genius level IQ. I had a 162 IQ, photographic, and I recently told a photoidentic memory. And most people would, I'd go to my school and they'd, my instructor had martial arts magazines out there. I wouldn't read them, I'd memorize them. Wow. And I'd be able to quote facts and names and different highlights and events and everything. And, you know, it was amazing. And I, I, I did what I love. I love what I do. And uh, kept training in martial arts and uh, started studying all different forms of martial arts. Now, having a photographic memory has to be pretty beneficial in learning martial arts. Oh, it's incredibly advantageous. For uh, you, any comic book fans listening, uh, I'm, I'm Taskmaster. Yeah. You know, Taskmaster had photo... I mean, people always say, if you could have any superpower in the world, what would you have? Taskmaster's power, photographic reflexes. I got it pretty close, but yeah. not, not quite there. But. <laughs> um, the evolution of martial arts from uh, when you took it to uh, where it is today. What, what is your um, take on that? Um, eclectic. My, my instructor, David German, once was cited by uh, Inside Kung Fu Magazine as the eclectic heretic. He hated the phrase, but it really was very accurate. He combined Kempo with Jiu-Jitsu before it was cool. Okay. He, he did, like I said, he did some of the first mixed martial arts tournaments before it was cool in, in California. I mean, it, it's so wild that uh, Frank Dukes admits to be competing in David German's tournaments. Oh. <laughs> so I looked at him when he said that, and I was like, are you telling me that David German's tournaments are what influenced you to write the stories about the Kumite? Yeah. Mm, things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> but that, you know, I mean, now, more than ever, it's acceptable. You know, okay. there was a time you couldn't go train in multiple martial arts. You know, you'd get thrown out of your right. school or beat up or right. both. Now it's now it's okay. And um, But I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in there's a difference between mixing martial arts and mixed martial arts. Um, I don't want to be a master of the partial arts. Mm, okay. You know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Back in the 70s, they used to call that chop suey martial arts. <laughs> You know, in the military, they call it just enough to get yourself killed. Right, right, um, right. You know, you, you have to have a solid foundation, and from there you can grow. And um, and it's funny, when I did these different events and go to these different tournaments and seminars and whatnot, and I have certain people who said, well, you know, you can't record this, but we won't allow you to record this. I said, no problem, tell you what I'm going to do. 
right after the seminar, I'm going to go out to that hallway. And I'm going to record me going over everything that you went over. And then tomorrow, I'm going to come back in and show you that I've remembered it. And I'm going to ask you questions about it. And then you're going to know how badly I really want it. And that's the whole thing. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want to learn? How much, you know, you're a big fan of kung fu movies. You grew up on Shaw Brothers and miscellaneous films. I have one of the largest martial arts book video and magazine collections in the United States. Oh, okay. That's told to me by people who work for the magazines. Wow. Um, you know, a, a real funny story. God rest his soul, Bob Leakey, who used to work for... Uh, um, Karate International and American Karate Magazine. He was stopping my uh, my studio for a visit and to shoot an instructional video. So he says American Karate Magazine. Oh yeah, it was nine issues. I went fourteen. No, it was nine nine issues. You're fourteen. Nine, hold on a second, Bob. <laughs> Doom. Here's the complete run. I never got paid for this article. That's why you think it's only nine, Bob. So you know, I mean, it's really the, you got to love what you do. Yeah. And it's got to be fun. And I told my students, my, my favorite of my students is, if it's not fun, you won't do it. Yeah. It's got to be fun. And uh, we're more alike than we are different. And uh, again, the, the third phrase I would say is, learn technique becomes instinctive reflex through repetition. You got to do it till you're sick and tired of it and then do it some more. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, the most important thing is... We talk, we talk about the different aspects regarding the arts. We talk about the different art, martial arts. I always tell people we're more alike than we are different. And as long as we understand that, then we look at the similarities in things yeah. rather than the differences. And when we see something different, we can appreciate it all the more. And that's the beauty of the yeah. arts. What about uh, the way martial arts is depicted in entertainment? I mean, we're here at the Urban Action Showcase where we're celebrating action film and martial arts films. And for martial artists that have been doing it for a long time, sometimes they have a certain perspective on how it's depicted in entertainment. Uh, what is your take on it? Is it represented well in entertainment or not so well? You know, when it's good, it's great like Shaw Brothers, and when it's bad, it's like Iron Fist. So, <laughs> okay. it's pretty enough. bad. When I, I love Iron Fist. I know Roy Thomas personally. Yeah. I met many of the artists, and I couldn't get through past the second episode. I made it through six. God bless you. Yeah. You have you have the patience of a saint, you know? Um, I'm, I mean, I hear the second season was better, etc., yeah. and when it got canceled, I wasn't surprised. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, these some of the worst martial arts films have the greatest fight scenes. You know, I, I hear people, uh, you know, I, our industry is being depicted. Yay. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was talking with, with Carl Scott earlier, and I have a meme that's been going around through the internet. I put it up on my site four times on Facebook of him doing a leopard foreman and staff form a two-man staff set. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. you know, when, when I'm sitting there and talking with, with Gordon Liu, or I'm, or, yeah. I'm, or I'm talking with Lo Meng, or I'm talking with these guys about their career, and I'm naming their films, and I'm naming specific fight scenes, and who choreographed it, and what system they learned. When I'm on the phone talking to Jackie Chan about, about you know, Buck May, white eyebrow style kung fu, and being from Hakka and he's like well, how do you know this <laughs> you know um, I think it, I'm so it's great that martial arts are depicted in any incarnation in any capacity even a comedic capacity yeah you know I mean James Lewis talking to him about 18 fingers of death and you know <laughs> and Johnny Yoon I met many years ago talked to him about you know they call me Bruce and whatnot. hey we're getting the industry out there uh, you know we're, sometimes we're so serious about what we do that we don't we don't we, I'm a frustrated stand up comedian okay oh, yeah, if you watch my videos yeah. on YouTube on martial arts you get to do two things you can't do during sex point and laugh <laughs> and that's the whole thing you gotta laugh you gotta have fun with what you do but I still take my martial arts very seriously yeah. 
And, you know, when I teach, and I, I have one of my students here, Raymond Ramis, and he's a nationally renowned cosplayer. He's won the Boston Comic Con, Rhode Island Comic Con. He's part of he's part of the formulization of the Blade Brotherhood that's here. He made, he created the Blade Brotherhood. Oh, nice. And um, to watch him as a cosplayer, he's one of my black sashes in Northern Praying Mantis Kung Fu. And to watch him and talk about the depiction of Wesley Snipes. And we have one gentleman depicted as the original Blade created by Marv Wolfman. And yeah. Charlie goes, again, yeah. I have no life. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's seeing the industry, whether you were a fan of Shaw Brothers or Bruce Lee or yeah. Jackie Chan or Jet Li. Jeff, here's a real funny Jet Li story, okay? Yeah. In 1980, Jet was doing a tour with the Beijing Wushu team. And uh, Sid Campbell recorded something for the uh, in Oakland, California for the uh, uh, martial arts exhibition. And then uh, he was doing a national tour with Brendan Lai, who ran Brendan Lai's Martial Arts Supply, and he was in Boston. And uh, Jet was known for doing the drunken set on mm-hmm. the, in the performance of the, of the team. So I knew Brendan, I was a customer, and I said, Brendan, I, I was even at the bus as we were going back, and I said, Brendan, can I get a picture taken with the guy who did drunken? Why? Because it was cool. <laughs> and I was like, who are you? And I went, Joe Rebello. Rebellos Kenpo Karate. Uh, wow. And he remembered the name of school. I was like, yeah, you remember. He goes, hey, you, buy, you always ask for the wildest weapons. Yeah. He says, sure. So he goes in the back, and here comes a young Jet Li before anybody knew any movies. And he comes, he's kind of looking around like, what the? Okay, what am I doing here? So he explained to him in, Ch- in Chinese how much he enjoyed the drunk. And he says, one of my customers in Mandarin. And we got a picture taken together in front of the bus. Wow, cool. Who knew? That's cool. So it's moments like that and yeah. appreciating people and appreciating their career and, and, and appreciating the arts they do and knowing what they do. Yeah. The, so uh, I'll, the flip side of that, do you think Hollywood appreciates martial arts? Hollywood's Hollywood, man. <laughs> I mean, it's not Shawbrook. I mean, Shawbrook's not appreciating because it's part of the culture. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, if, if martial arts in the country, Hollywood wouldn't be popular. Cobra Kai wouldn't be a success on Netflix. Yeah. Um, we wouldn't have half the superhero movies or TV shows that we have because they include martial arts. We'd have Iron Fist. We wouldn't have yep. Daredevil. Yep. You know, all these characters which which do martial arts and, and now they make it an integral part of the, the TV series or the films or whatever it may be. That's incredible. And if it gets students to want to wanna go to a martial arts school or want to try a martial art or go to their local YMCA or go to a commercial dojo, you know, as the phrase goes, mission accomplished. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. You study Kempo. Uh, you teach Kempo. I teach over six different systems of Kempo. Amazing. I actually have black belt instructor certification in ten different Kempo systems. I didn't know there were ten systems. Oh, there's over. There's over. <laughs> there were 250. Wow. <laughs> oh, you bet. Okay. Uh, is there uh, an ambassador to Kempo out there right now? In the, in the entertainment industry? to be ambassadors. Like uh, a good friend of mine is Ed Parker Jr. And mm-hmm. he's a wonderful illustrator and artist. He does his own take on, on his father's art called Paxial Arts. He does the, he's the antithesis of what his father, you know, he's a, it was funny. One time he said to me, yeah, you know, sometimes I call my, 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 my father's art my dad's sadistic fantasies. And I said, Edmund, with all due respect to you, your father's sadistic fantasies are my hopeful actualities. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but um, there are many people, you know, we talked about Jeff Speakman a little yeah. bit earlier before before we got came on air and his work with Kempo 5.0 and his incarnation of Kempo. You know, every major culture has a system of Kempo, Chinese, Okinawan, Japanese, Korean, Filipino. Yeah. You know, they, they all have their versions of, of Chuanfa or Kenpo or Kempo or Kwambop. You know, they all have some firms. You know, everyone has some versions of Kempo. But Kempo is Kempo's a black sheep of martial arts. Really? It's the law of the fist. Oh yeah. 
I was, like I was say, Kempo, how to rip, gouge, maim, mutilate for fun and profit. In China, when people see the characters for Kempo, I've had people who've had a tattoo of Kempo, other people walked away from them disgusted. And they're like, why are they mad at me? I said, because you're wearing street fighting on your jet. You're wearing what the two guys go out into the alleyway and curb stomp each other. You're the guy who takes the garbage can and slams the guy in the head and kicks him square in the crotch several times. You know, if you've ever seen Master Ken and Enter the Dojos, yeah. oh, 100 yeah. Ways How yeah. to Strike the Groin, <laughs> yeah. you know what we call that in Kempo? A real good start. <laughs> <laughs> so the very nature of Kempo in many ways is a street fighting art. Mm. It combines the best of Chinese Kung Fu, Okinawan Karate, and scientific street fighting. And it's the nature of the art. We combine Jiu-Jitsu, we combine Karate, and, and Kempo is its own beast, it's its own wow. entity. Okay. All right, and uh, in addition to teaching and uh, and being an ambassador of martial arts yourself, you are also a YouTube personality. Yep, I have a YouTube channel. Uh, well, let, while we're talking about media, let's talk about my television program, Martial Arts Today TV. Okay. Uh, martial Arts Today TV was created in 1990. Uh, January 1st makes 29 years. We are one of the longest-running, continuous, episodic programs on martial arts in America. Wow. And that's okay. told me by people in the industry who run the media. Uh, again, we've interviewed instructors, masters, and celebrities in the martial arts, and we're in nine major cable systems, over a million households, and now special extended episodes exclusively on YouTube. Excellent. We have over 135 episodes. Besides that, as I watch C4 Adam Goldberg walk by, I am also the <laughs> MC for the Action Martial Arts Mega Weekend. Um, I'm the MC for their trade show, as we see Bob Backlund, the yeah, wrestling yeah. legend. I also worked in professional wrestling since 1985 as a manager and uh, also uh, uh, an announcer. But um, again, we're, we're constantly interviewing instructors, masters, celebrities. I'm a martial arts historian. I have been designated and quoted as being, quote unquote, an encyclopedia of martial arts. That, that whole photographic memory oh, helps. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, also was featured as one of the co-hosts for the Action Martial Arts Magazine podcast, The Power Hour. Excellent. And the greatest example I can have, Jeff, is when over half a dozen of the guests after the show all call Alan directly and go, who the hell is this guy? How does he know this? Why does he know this? And it's funny, there was a, a martial celebrity since passed away, Ted Tabor, I interviewed him many years ago, and he was talking to someone else and my name came up. And he said, Joe Rebello will know what you had for lunch on a Tuesday in 1973. What was it? It was the eggs and bacon, I believe. I don't know why he didn't go for the sausage, but hey, that's his choice, not mine. But anyway, but yeah, but that's what I that's what I do. And and today at Cassell, I met earlier, and he grabbed the front of his. You gotta meet this guy. Let me introduce you about this guy. You know, this guy's quoting out stuff, and I'm like, and you know, you gotta interview Tayadi and ask him about me. It's a hilarious story. But he's like so shocked. Like, how does this guy know all this stuff? It's like he's like a, like a microphone in my pocket. He's that's learning funny. all this info. But that's what makes it all worthwhile, Jeff. I mean, that's what your podcast is all about. You know, educating the general public. And for every listener here, I hope you're enjoying the show. Again, it's Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Take the time. Take the effort. You know, learn more about it. Check out the past episodes. Check out this episode because I'm a damn handsome man <laughs> and you don't have to look at me. So that's a good thing. Back to that pointing and laughing thing. Anyway, we're not talking about that. I, I but, too have a face for radio. So, <laughs> But uh, uh, Joe, thank you so much for taking some time out to talk. Uh, great information. Best of luck with the uh, continuation of your show. And for our listeners, again, that's Kenpo Joe, K-E-N-P-O. Barbie and Ken go to the post office. <laughs> Email is Joe at AOL.com. And uh, Google me, baby. Bing me later. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, where can they go to, to catch the, uh, the episodes on YouTube? 
um, simply punch in Martial Arts Today TV. Excellent. And again, just punch in uh, uh, again uh, on, the, on YouTube. We know it's Campo Joe One. Someone else said Campo Joe. You know you're a big deal when the guy who owned Campo Joe apologized to me for having the name. Oh, I nice. You nice. <laughs> that is hilarious. But again, thank you so much for time for having me on your podcast. And uh, again, please check us out on the internet. And remember, if you can't find me on the net, you ain't looking. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you to every guest that came by and shared some of their time and their wisdom with me. Uh, I met a lot of cool people in the industry, out of the industry, in martial arts, in film. Uh, the Blade Brotherhood was awesome. All of the cosplayers were amazing. Uh, guys, this is an awesome show. If you get a chance to come by next year, look up the Urban Action Showcase and start planning for a trip now. All right, Poison Clan, I'm going to get out of here. Until next time, peace. Poison Clan rocks the world. Some action, drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time it's swamp. We smash the place up with a dragon claws. We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time it's swamp. We smash the place up with a dragon claws. I see the iron fisted bunk upon the daily prayers. Shouting monks on the hands, running down the thousand stairs. The fate of Lee Khan now's in King Yu's hands. With the fearless idea, they're roaming over the land. Yeah, the little bit soldier is old, otherwise, so he wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight. Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law. Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to great jars. Fight for the cars, then pause here, the pause. Not again, back kicks will defeat the outlaws. Very good, but balls don't hit back. Yeah, the death jewels here, David is coming back. The Tai Chi master, Jelly's even faster. Could chat a little drink because he is the drunken master. Once upon a time in China, Rosamund Kwan is real fine, but see Maggie show his spine off. Golden Swallow has arrived Shang-Chi movies will the hero will survive We've got the brave archer make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight may as well pick a spot Yeah the sky goes black cause the vampire's back We've got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all to so stand back You place the black magic on the soul of the sword And our sword will travel until his body's on floors Yeah Wing Chun Shaolin and Mantis style Yeah defeat the enemy and watch him run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's warm, we smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's war. We smash the place up with a dragon claw. See, it's a game of death, yo. You're facing the big boss. It's once upon a time in China, counting the TikTok. The Shogun assassin slashing blood of just did drop. The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop. Wanna kill Bill? Better get the assassins. He's got Irma just in yellow, but she is in the dragon, but in the tea rooms. That's where it'll happen. She got the bodies on the floor. When the blood, it'll splatter against the wall. No fear at all to kill them all. There's always blood spilled when you head into a war. Fearless. Unleash the fist of legend that the car gently. I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast. You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumble in the streets. And it's simple, see the facts are these. It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee. Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time it's warm, we smash the place up with a dragon claws. We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine.